Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Robert. And I'm Daniel. And joining us is our friend and photographer, David Ayon. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you? We're good. We're good. How's it going in New Jersey? Oh, you know, same old, same old. (laughs) (laughs) So we wanted to do something a little different this week. We wanted to, um, we've been getting a lot, or sorry, let me rephrase. We have been blessed with a lot of, um, (laughs) a lot of queries from our listeners and so we figured it would be a great uh, great opportunity to do a mailbag episode. And we figured since you always yell at us when you come on our podcast that we don't have listener questions, we figured who better to weigh in than Because you have you. been holding back the blessings from me. Well, now at we, least that's how it feels. <laughs> we put all the blessings in a bag and now we're digging in. Dig, reaching in? Reach around? What is it? Wow. Okay. Ooh, sure. right. digging, we're digging in the bag. Reaching in the bag. Never mind. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't awkward at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but before we get to the listener questions, um, what, uh, what, what have you been up to? What's, um, what's new in your life? Um, new in my life. Let's see. Um, well, uh, Wait, are we talking about like like real stuff or like promotional stuff? Anything. Well, real stuff Whatever is you good. Want. Oh, well, I mean, like I'm having surgery next week, but that's not like a fun. That's <laughs> not a fun thing. I know. That's wild. I know. Oh. Um, but, you know, hopefully it'll go better than a procedure at Gr- Gr- Gray Sloan Memorial. Uh, and I'll make it to the other side. Wait, what? Um, you guys don't watch Grey's, so you didn't even get that joke. Oh, great. oh from Grey's Anatomy. That's I terrible. See. Man, that was, oh. a, that was a good setup. I gave up on or that show least. a very long time ago. I couldn't take I it. I mean, I don't blame you, but at this point, I've invested so many years into <laughs> it that I can't stop now. I can't. I, I definitely saw a commercial for, I think, the latest episode of Grey's Anatomy, and someone was going in for surgery. It was like the... Um, someone's wife was going in for surgery and they were all like, if I die, it's okay because I love you. And then they show them operating on her and just like everything's beeping and they're just like looking at each other with like blood everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? It's like, <laughs> well, she said it was okay. It's like, have you seen, I think it's a Geico commercial where it's like, just okay isn't enough. Oh like yeah. it looked like that but it was an ad for Grey's Anatomy like I mean what are they gr- doing the, the melodrama of Grey's and Joe and I talk about this all the time which is that like 
in the show it's touted to be like the premier hospital in seattle for like the most crazy surgeries but like everybody's dying on every episode so like why do people keep going to this hospital exactly exactly like (laughs) we i mean we watch um in terms of like reality tv about uh surgery we we've watched a couple episodes of botched and they always play that game where they're like well you know you're you know we we have to do surgery on your breast, but your nipple might fall off. You know, like they always create these nightmare scenarios <laughs> that are like you could be in the know, shower and it'll just go down the drain. That was literally oh, some that happened wait, to somebody a quote from a recent episode of Botch. Are you kidding? Uh-huh, this I'm woman, not. this woman just saw her nipple go down the drain. And I don't doubt that surgeries like that aren't difficult, but they always do this thing where they're like you could never walk again if we cut this, we sever this nerve. And then they do the surgery and it like looks difficult. And obviously they're like taking care as much care as you can take with a fucking camera crew in the room. But like they're taking care of this person and helping them live a better quality of life. But like, it's clear that they are really skilled at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't come off as this like chaos scenario the way it does on Grey's Anatomy, but I guess Grey's is fiction. Well, yeah, but however, however, I did the worst thing. And I think that I told you guys about this podcast called Dr. Death that I yes. listened to, which I should not have done. No. <laughs> but in my defense at the time, I didn't know that I needed surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but if any listeners are listening and you need some kind of like really messed up podcast i highly suggest dr death it's just basically this like doctor that's so bad at surgery that you don't know if he's just super incompetent or evil we thought a real person yeah and it's six F. oh you thought it was like a fictional well when you started saying it's about this doctor and i was like wait so it's like a serial or is it it's a six episode series and like it's about this real doctor that like messed up so many people he did neuro ne- he was a neurosurgeon oh but he messed God. up so many people that he got the nickname dr death oh no yeah no, no, no. i know it's crazy if I ever need surgery, if I ever need surgery, I'll get crazy glue and just like there patch it up. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to go under the whole thought. Let's, anyway, let's go on the lighter note like you wanted to. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, on the lighter note, uh, what else is happening? Me and Pissy are helping or not helping. We're a part of two shows in Jersey this month. Uh-huh. Um, so the first one is at Drew University which is really exciting. And uh, we're going to be speaking on drag as art on February 19th, which is a Tuesday, I believe, um, at 6 p.m. And uh, and it should be cool. I'm showing my art. Uh, we're going to do like a panel discussion. Uh, Pissy's going to perform a little bit. And I don't think it's like part of the like collection special collections department of Drew University. Mm-hmm. So it's like where all the dusty books go. Um, but they actually have like really cool <laughs> collections too, because a lot of things get donated. So mm-hmm. they had like Playboy issues from the fifties and sixties. They had like really old vintage comic books. We got to like go do a little tour when we oh, wow. w- like we're talking about doing it. So all that stuff is going to be available um, when we go. And uh, but I don't think they were expecting it to be like popular. 
Oh. <laughs> and so because like we we posted the event online like months ago mm-hmm. and uh it got so many like reactions and and event notifications and whatever people that were interested in going that they're like oh we had they had, we had to switch rooms i think like twice because oh, wow. the, the they, they were just too many people to hold it's like it's a free event too so that's exciting uh, yeah it'll be it'll be really fun really cool mm-hmm. and um and the other one is even better because uh it's like less than a block away from our apartment <laughs> which is the dream wow um and so it's the salon that's that's reopening or i guess it already reopened but they haven't like celebrated yet uh-huh. um they moved locations and it's called illustrated beauty in somerville oh. new jersey and uh and the owner is really great and she is like super into drag and stuff and so she, she found out through the grapevine because Pissy and I already have a reputation in this town after only a little over a year. Uh, <laughs> With all that filming that you do up and down Mainstream, Mainstream, yeah, Mainstream. So she said that she was looking for a drag queen and a bunch of people pointed her in our direction. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to do a show there. And uh, and Jolena Jasmine from Asbury Park is going to be there. Oh. And I'm also showing my artwork there. And uh, yeah, it'll be cute. And, and there's a live band that's going to be playing called Back Out Now, which will be cool. So that sounds really exciting. I oh, also. The, oh, sorry. I was just going to say that one is on February 23rd. I should probably check that. I should double check. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's the 23rd. It's a Saturday. The, the 28th is what I remembered it being, but I don't know. No, it's definitely not the 28th. <laughs> when I saw the event post, I was like, oh my God, what, who's this drag queen Back Out Now? literally i I, it it took me a minute but that's that's what it's come to and it's funny because the 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 lead singer of the band is also going to be djing that night and i can see on his post i don't think he he performs at a lot of drag shows but on his post you can see people like dude are you are you gonna be performing at a drag show uh so it's gonna be like a a very interesting (laughs) mix of audiences (laughs) february 23rd saturday february 23rd from 8 to 11 i was right is what it says awesome that's exciting i should put it in our calendar right i think i already did didn't i not no you didn't but go ahead and do it no it's okay i'll do it in a minute wow okay (laughs) um but we will be there. Yes, so. we will. Beautiful. Yes. After party at our place. Yes. Mm. Let's go get some cheese at the shop right <gasps> Oh my <laughs> God, your shop right is amazing. The cheese and meat section, it's just overwhelming. It's pretty top notch. It yes. really is. Good meats, good meats in Somerville. That's um we just finished watching the Fire Festival documentary and the one on Hulu. So Fire Fraud. Um and uh everyone's been talking about it like it sort of feels like old news even though it only happened like a year maybe two years ago at this point yeah but I think it was smart because enough time has passed where like it hasn't been that long but it's enough where you're like oh yeah I forgot about fire mm-hmm. festival we haven't yeah. we haven't memed that in a while yeah. so uh, <laughs> now it's all back how do you feel about the concept of defrauding? instagram well was it the instagram influencers that they were defrauding or just like no it was just it was just mostly millennials and here's the thing here's how i feel about that Uh i don't really like the idea of defrauding anyone of course if it's like if it's like some rich asshole which i'm sure there was a high percentage of people that were that went to this fire festival right then uh (laughs) 
you know, whatever. But there were people in the documentary, and I can't remember if this was in the Netflix one or the Hulu one, where somebody was like, yeah, I basically used my entire life savings to to pay for, like, the one ticket to go. Um, and, I mean, I also think that person is a dumbass. However, <laughs> I feel more bad for that person than someone who is like, oh, whatever, like, you know, my agent just sent me to this festival, you know, you know what I mean? Like... I do feel bad for those people because, you know, we were all young and stupid once. We all were willing to pay lots and lots of money for some dumbass shit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that much money. My no. parents yeah. Were I always wanted but... my dumbass shit to be tangible and material. Well, and free, you have hopefully. always been practical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the shit I wasted money on, I know what it looks like. I know what it weighs. I know what it feels like. But, and Daniel, you're the type of person that like you will try to make something before buying it always. So I'm sure you would have yeah. been like, oh, I can make a fire festival. I've already mm-hmm. got all this boning and <laughs> I have a Tupperware full of sewing needles. Like, I have this. This is fine. I'll make my own FEMA <laughs> tent, damn it, in our living room. <laughs> Um, I'll turn off the water so we can't drink any, you know, put halogens everywhere to increase the heat. It'll be great. Do you know that I, um, I'm obsessed with turning our living room into a, um, a home theater. And so the other day, Daniel, I told Daniel, I was like, you know, I would love to buy a canopy that we could put over the middle of the living room so that like we can, um, section off, section off just the couch and the TV. And like pretend like we're at the movies and like close the flaps of the of the canopy. Listen, I'm really into that idea. I'm there to be a test subject. <laughs> uh, we can build a fort out of pillows to start. Oh, we did that one. <laughs> we did that once. Yeah, <laughs> we really did. Yeah, I just I pictured a hoopah in our living room for some reason. <laughs> yeah, a hoopah. I was like, you know, we'll get one like you know discounted. That's the, one with the pillows. On no, the, the hoopah. It's like what in Jewish weddings that like canopy that they get married under. Oh, I didn't know yeah. what that was called. A chuppah. Oh. A chuppah. Hmm. I thought yeah. you meant a... Oh, my God. What's the name of the structure for... Oh, my God. It's a Jewish holiday where, like, I mean, growing oh, up... Oh, where they build, like, the, 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 like, the shelter kind of outdoors? Yes. I don't know. But they used to have one when I went to college. They had, like, a... One of our floors had, like, a um an outdoor space specifically for that. Yeah, in New York, there is, um, I think it's a rabbi with a pickup truck who drives around with one on the flatbed in the back. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Like, Whoa. I forget what, it. what like holiday it is. Oh, what is that holiday called? Because my friends, all of my friends growing up were Jewish. And so when like they would make it like this elaborate craft project. And I always thought it was so cool and like kind of maybe wanted to participate but i was busy playing mortal Kombat, like (laughs) so i never did and i kind of am disappointed in that but anyway that i don't remember the name of the holiday but it's like a specific it's called a sukkah there you go it's for the holiday of sukkot sukkot okay sukkot (laughs) (laughs) now i'm i'm an expert on i know um but i couldn't remember it a second ago but now rabbi robert over here Um, why don't we read a question and then, um, when we're done answering it, we'll take a break. Can I ask you a question? Do you want to read the first question, Daniel? Sure. Ooh. Oh. You're referring Ooh. to me by name. That means, nicest, that, that means I the, mean business. It's the nicest one he's called me today. Um, <laughs> so our first question comes from Brandon with the subject going keto. 
And Brandon writes, Hi guys, been a fan of the podcast for almost a year now. I love your recaps and interviews with queens and the little peeks we get of your <clears throat> into your day-to-day lives. I feel like I have two wonderful fierce grizzly queens over each week for a lovely chat. My question here is, you guys talk a lot about keto and the benefits. Do you have any suggestions for a clueless guy to start? There is so much stuff out there and it's overwhelming. Thank you and keep the kiki going. Thank you, Brandon. Yes. And we have what a perfect question. Yes. Right. We have the perfect <laughs> guest on this week because we actually were inspired to do keto by David. Um, oh, snap. So, David, what would what's what in, what uh, advice do you have for Brandon? Oh, my God. Where to start? So there is a lot of stuff on keto out there and it can be really overwhelming. Um, one thing that helped me sort of like just take it one step at a time because uh, one of the things that that was an issue for me is I was just like not a cook. I sucked at cooking. I hated doing it and nothing ever turned out right. So the idea of like going from ordering out all the time, uh, which is why I needed to go on a diet to cooking every single meal was really overwhelming for me. Right. Um, and then knowing what to cook and how much to cook and all that stuff. So I found um, this guy uh, called Drew Manning, who's a fitness personal trainer or coach guy and he did this program called fit to fat to fit and he got popular because he was a personal trainer for a long time and i think it was like his brother-in-law um or somebody that he was related to in his family that like really wanted to lose weight and for whatever reason he was like the one client that like he couldn't get to help him he like couldn't figure it out so he thought a good way to do it was was to put on like 70 pounds and then they can lose all the weight together. Maybe it's not 70, but it was a lot of, he put on a lot of weight and then Mm -hmm. they lost the weight together so that he could understand like what it felt like from that side of things. And they did lose the weight together. And uh, that was sort of his claim to fame. So he, the, there's a fit to fat to fit. Uh, It sounds like a paid promotion, but it helped me because the program (laughs) has all these recipes and it's like broken down week by week. And it's like, uh, recipes for men versus recipes for women. Cause there's like slightly different calorie intakes there. Um, but it just like was easy. I followed it. I, th- I went through the grocery list and got everything I needed for that week. Meal prepped on Sunday. Good to go. Um, so that was good to start. Um, and I would say the same, I would say, even if it's not that program or even if it's, uh, just a couple recipes that you're repeating instead of a bajillion, like find some things that you like and start there. Um, the only other thing that I wish people had told me in the beginning <laughs> that I didn't find out so much later was that you need, uh, like your electrolytes up. So mm-hmm. because yeah. b- the way that the diet works, um, it basically dries you out. Mm-hmm. And so you lose a lot of water weight, which is good because like in that first week, the scale is going to tell you that you lost like 10 pounds in yeah. a week. Um, a lot of it is water weight, although some of it is fat too. Um, but the bad side of that is that you, your body doesn't hold water as much because you lose a lot of sodium. And so you have to eat a lot more salt. Um, but in addition to that, uh, by losing a lot of water and losing a lot of sodium, your body is just like depleted of electrolytes. So you have to be mindful of, uh, ingesting more electrolytes and that's through having potassium, magnesium, and salt. Um, and you can look up online, like the correct proportions and percentages of how much you should be taking. Cause I'm not a doctor. Um, but that, I remember the first couple of weeks I was like, I'm so 
tired all the time. And I thought mm-hmm. it was because I was eating less calories, but it was really because I had like no electrolytes in my yeah. body. So that would, would that would be the big thing. I would recommend if you're planning on starting keto before you do anything else, get an electrolyte supplement. You don't have to start taking them yet, but like have them on hand because they so one of the um, one of the things that happens to I guess a lot of like newbie people who do keto is the keto flu, mm-hmm. which is caused by the electrolyte depletion. Like it's directly related to that. Anybody who tells you it's like, oh, you know, you're going through withdrawal from carbohydrates and and sugar and all this other stuff. Yeah, you are, but like you're also you're you're also completely depleting your body from like you know salt. So it's going to look for in other places. You're going to end up with leg cramps and you know stomach cramp. Like I had the mm-hmm. worst cramp. I'm. I'm typically like, I feel like I might have restless leg syndrome, but I don't think I do. Um, But when we started keto, it like, it took it to another level. And then on top of that, our air conditioner broke that first week that we had, we were doing keto. So like, I was losing water, like all the, I'm sure that that's, (laughs) that was like, directly related to why I lost as much weight during that first week of keto as Mm -hmm. I did. Um, yeah but then we bought these um we bought these electrolyte supplements on amazon and like it's changed our lives completely Mm -hmm. like but it's a pill it's Mm -hmm. a pill yeah oh you should send me that because i i tried doing it i tried doing it by taking like a magnesium pill a potassium pill and then like a bunch of salt Mm -hmm. you know within my food and i i would always have problems getting the right uh like proportions right Mm -hmm. like i feel like i in the beginning i took too much magnesium maybe and and not enough potassium and whatever so if it's like in a pill it's one thing and and those magnesium pills make you sleepy i didn't like that yeah Yeah. i there were like yeah because if you take too much of of one of the three Mm -hmm. things you're just like it's gonna like mess you up and you'll Mm -hmm. like feel really weird so it's nice that there's something that's already and you can get them on amazon via subscribe and save yeah especially if you go to grizzlykiki.com slash amazon Amazon. no you have to go to the grizzly website and click on our i always get get a notification every time somebody buys through your link no no no. oh i wish that you did i'm gonna buy something on amazon today through your link (laughs) okay (laughs) but you have to tell me what it is so i can go look for it like i'm gonna remember i'm gonna buy the um oh the electrolyte pills pills. Mm -hmm. okay because pissy was like i used your amazon link and i don't know if you guys got the credit for it and i went in and there were like six pairs of tights and and i was like oh i know who this was like wait you get to see what was bought oh yeah i can go in on the back end Mm -hmm. and see but we don't know who bought what yeah like it's not it's not tied to like people were buying like ammunition with our link oh that was weird and i was like i don't like that and i feel like when we said something on the podcast at the time that i was like we do not like please do not buy ammunition like we're willing to completely lose the um the whatever the commission on that please do not use Mm -hmm. our link like oh my god (sighs) i i now i kind of have this like weird urge to just buy really weird shit (laughs) just so that you see a pop-up and you're like who is this <laughs> i mean <laughs> who bought a roll of duct tape some rope and a shovel no 
Oh my god! Someone bought a um, like pissy a, for tucking a bright yellow <laughs> thong. I want to. Oh no, it wasn't a thong. A it ball was a gag. Ball gag. It was a ball gag. Anyway. Oh. We're so far off topic. That might have been me. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing, <laughs> the one thing that I want to mention about the electrolyte pills, and I don't know because like the the uh, the pill bottle itself is like a novel on the outside, um, but they recommend that you only take. That like you take the pill at different moments in the day. So like you take one in the morning and then another one at lunch or something. Um, I wasn't doing that. I was taking them both in the morning and then wondering why I was still getting cramps. And it's because you have to spread them apart because Uh they need like they need to be taken with a full glass of water. So you can't just like take four of them in the morning and be fine for the whole day. Like that's not how that works. Another um, alternative for the electrolyte portion is... Um, there is a guy, he's kind of like a YouTuber, but he's like a doctor. His name Uh is Dr. Berg, Uh B-E-R-G. And he's really knowledgeable in keto and intermittent fasting and stuff. Um, He makes a powder that's like kind of like the pill that you guys are taking, but it's electrolyte powder. Uh Um, And I kind of liked the taste. And it was also another convenient way of like getting the potassium and the magnesium and all that stuff in uh one shot to yeah. make it easy on my life yeah i mean whatever you do to get the electrolytes just make sure you have a plan because you need one you absolutely need one or you're going to be miserable and you're mm-hmm. going to you're going to be go so off. tired yeah you're not going to have any yep. energy yeah it's going to feel like you're like dizzy also all the time if you don't replenish your electrolytes so that's really yeah. important but i will say if because all that sounds really scary if you do take the proper amounts of electrolytes and you do this diet i highly recommend it because it has worked very well for me mm-hmm. i have yeah. lost uh 65 pounds on it uh nice. for, and i've been on it for like a year uh, a year and 10 days actually exactly wow. and uh yeah and you guys lost a ton of weight too right mm-hmm. we're yeah. like a, I'm, I'm i mean some days some weeks i lose some weeks i gain because sometimes i'll like cheat like we had a work dinner the other night so i like had you know regular food mm-hmm. um but i mean generally it's yeah about 30 pounds for me at this that's point. great i just did the math and i've lost 65 pounds altogether so for real yeah since since the keto diet or since the well diet no before? 65 pounds altogether since we started eating better at the beginning of 2018 mm-hmm. um keto oh, wow. i think it's only like 45 pounds so far that's still a lot but that's awesome like mm-hmm. yeah it's great that's and a it's lot. The, my favorite thing is i don't feel like i'm being deprived oh i bought those ice cream the ice cream pints that i oh, told you what about what are they called rebel rebel creamery oh, they're um, really good and yeah the, and they're really fucking good i mean the so the mint chip is one of the ones we got and it sort of tastes like my lanta with little chocolate chips in it um that's disgusting <laughs> which is fucking and i gross. love how you were like hey do you want this and i'm like not after how you described it no <laughs> i'll stick with vanilla thank you very much they have a, a coffee chip one that wasn't at the health food store i went to um and also i bought these at like 10 o'clock in the morning on a thursday and the lady behind the counter i was buying three pints of ice cream and two chocolate bars and she was just like what is this guy about to do like they wow. make chocolate bars too so lily's um makes chocolate bars that are sweetened with stevia 
and they're really good. Or no, maybe they use erythritol. I don't remember. Either way, it's like it's a keto friendly chocolate bar. Um, and I that was part of the reason that I was able to survive DragCon without like eating French fries or whatever, like mm-hmm. whatever was available at those vendors that are there. Um, and I also really love um, I, I'm a new convert to the Quest birthday cake bar that they have it's really good um but the other thing i was going to say about uh keto is uh there's a really great youtube there's a couple of great youtubers on um on keto there's um there's oh my god why am i forgetting their name matt and mega what's their keto connect keto connect so keto connect is um they're a couple who have been doing keto for i think like three plus years they have books out with recipes and um they actually they have a book that they sell at costco that's theirs um that uh is all about it's like keto made easy i think is the title um and they literally make it super super easy at this point they are like um they're just doing all of these experiments with their bodies by, you know, trying one meal a day and like all of these, like all of these uh, different ways of trying to have like lean, mm-hmm. you know, a lean body, more uh, muscle, all this stuff. Um, Cause that's where they are in their journey. Um, but they have all these great recipes and all of these really great tips. They have two videos on their youtube channel if you just go to their youtube channel and look up the most popular video it's the first two that are there and it's answering all these questions about uh like doing keto for the first time so they're really awesome their blog is excellent most if not all of their recipes are there and they have recipes for desserts sides snacks um you know dinner Every, basically everything they have like a um a thanksgiving survival guide like they're just they are so good at doing keto it's like it's crazy i wanted um, to look them up yeah and then the other one that i really like just because she is so like she's just like a regular person just trying to like make it through the day and you know you get to see all of the different stresses that she has because she has two different jobs um is autumn her her youtube channel is watch autumn keto and she is just like your average person who wanted to lose weight and who goes to the gym like now she goes to the gym pretty regularly but she's just like your average person who is just trying to do keto and um and she just shows you all of this these different ways that you can do what is like i guess referred to as like lazy keto on the internet um <laughs> what's where lazy you, keto so lazy keto you buy all of these things that are pre-cooked and just reheat them in the microwave combine them and it's like the same thing but it's not like like you're not controlling how it's made but she's also yeah. like she has like two jobs owns a hair salon like mm. she has a you know she owns a hair salon and she does um like th- software work th- or something yeah she does software work for some big company um from home and so you basically follow her through her day and you see how she fits keto and cooking and meal prep and all this stuff fun. into her life even though she's like super mm-hmm. busy. And so that's the thing I love about it is that like, if she can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't see a lot of, well, that's actually not true. Cause there's also headbangers kitchen, but that's like a different person altogether. Um, he's also great. He is doing keto in India and um, he is, Oh, is he in India? He's in India. Oh, he I didn't in know India. that. I thought that he was like here. And so a lot of the struggle with that is that you can't find meat products to purchase there so a lot of his recipes are catered 
they're almost catered toward being vegan in a way. Well, the which is things with chicken. He does things he with does chicken, yeah. He does chicken, but... We use his recipe. I think we use his recipe for our chicken wings. We it a few times. It's a complicated yeah. one, but it's good. Um, but he's like, he's just, he's also really good. I think he's also, he's developing a cookbook at the moment. But um, but yeah, those are great. And then highfalutin low carb is excellent mm. for... So what, what uh, Wes does on highfalutin low carb is he finds recipes of things that are keto and he tests them out and does like, he does a whole taste test for you so that you can go and make the one that tastes better. And we've followed his suggestions on many occasions mm-hmm. and it's turned out he great. He tastes the recipes for you. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's also cute. awesome. He's also really cute. He's a bear. Um <laughs> so but he doesn't acknowledge like anything. Like he's very clearly married because he's wearing a wedding ring and he talks about like, oh, it's our anniversary tonight. So we went out for dinner. But he never mentions the gender of the person he's married to, which I don't. I It feels so like mm. 90s closeted person. Like, well, you know, he's I don't know. Himself, it just feels weird um, to me. He's but. keeping himself. Um, yeah. And the know. more ambiguous he is, then the more anybody could imagine that maybe they're married to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're married yeah. to him and you just don't know. It's like, you don't know yet. Maybe. He's back here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on out, Wesley. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was in my ear. It was. It was. Just was. That was that was very Kid Fury of you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, I love when he does that to Crystal. I know it's super I mean, too. but I love it. It is okay. super mean. It is. It is. I love One it should though. not do those things. Um, yeah. Uh, well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we are going to go through some of these other questions. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. We're back, and it's time for our next listener question. So this one comes to us from Marcy, who wrote us in response to our episode about Kevin Hart and R. Kelly. Um, And she wrote in, hi, I am a regularly, regularly, wow, look at me not being able to read. Um, I am a relatively new fan, but I would like to thank you for the laughs and entertainment you have provided thus far. I first heard about you through Favi Fav of Latinos Who Lunch, and I just love your recap episodes. I now notice things I hadn't before when it comes to RuPaul's Drag Race, outfits, padding, makeup, walks, etc. And I really appreciate that element of education that you have given. Additionally, I also listen to Tea with Queen and Jay, which has also been mentioned on Latinos Who Lunch, so I feel like a cool kid for knowing all about wait about all three of these awesome podcasts oh my god we're part of the cool club oh my god the cool club <laughs> <Sorry, laughs> <grandma. laughs> <laughs> uh, she continues i was compelled to send this after listening to your kevin hart episode while at the gym this reminded me that he was on fresh air with terry gross yesterday and throughout the interview it was further cemented that he just doesn't get it Terry would pose a question as an oh, as an aside. How amazing is she? I actually don't know what Terry Gross is. Yikes! Um, and I got. But the... I did read about his responses in this interview. Oh, okay. Yeah, which was 
ridiculous but anyway um she continues and i got the feeling that she would ask them in a way that would kind of give kevin away out of his past statements and he just kept digging his heels in and missing the point one of the segments centered on the on the difference between offensive and funny when it comes to jokes and kevin said something along the lines of i've made jokes before about dark-skinned black women having bad credit but that doesn't mean that i don't like dark-skinned women or that it's a factual statement my daughter is dark-skinned and i love her and my ex-wife is dark-skinned too that wasn't said with malicious intent he may think that it didn't mean anything but that also uh, plays into internalized massage noir that he clearly doesn't have the care to really sit down and analyze much like with his non-apology for his son's party theme it's plain that his ability to really parse through the nuance of words and actions isn't there or maybe it is but he really does live in his own bubble and thinks the haters are trying to take him down. I hope that maybe one day he will reach enlightenment, but I'm sure that it's asking for too much. Anyway, sorry for taking up so much time, but thank you again for the laughs and education. Shout out to Drag Queens Feminism, the LGBTQIA plus community, my Latinx people, and everyone who rocks. Hashtag fuck Donald Trump, Marcy. Thank you, Marcy. Yeah. I wanted to include this email because um, as some of the listeners are aware, we recently uh, had an email that addressed a comment I made about Gia Gunn. And um, and in it, I made a joke um, where I referred to her as you know who Hamasaki and the, the, the person who wrote in took offense to that uh, statement and found it to be racist. And, um, and it has had me thinking about... Uh, comedy and how comedy pushes the envelope um, but when are you pushing it a little bit too far because obviously I I had a lapse in judgment when I made that joke and so it, it has me thinking about this I don't think it's similar to what Kevin Hart is doing on the other hand because a lot of people have come out um, I'm trying to remember what podcast it was where they talked about the um I know that we talked about it when we talked about Kevin Hart that um, I didn't understand why there was uh, so much focus on the homophobia of his jokes um, and not the element of uh, child abuse that I thought mm. was it in some ways a little bit more important. Um, but um, yeah, I'd like, I like I just I agree with everything that mm -hmm. uh, Marcy pointed out and it just it it seems like it's just getting worse like when um when Kevin recently tweeted about uh the attack on Jesse Smollett i mean talk about an opportunity for you to just you know just stick your foot quickly. in your mouth well i, I mean it it's it's unfortunate because you don't want to have to wait until something like this happens to be able to help Kevin Hart realize the error of his ways right because this is like the textbook way textbook way to be like what you are ma making fun of is what breeds people who created this thing. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's, that's the <clears throat> big issue I think for me with this whole thing is that like, you know, on, on the surface, taking it out of context, the tweet that he put out in response to Jesse, like recovering and getting better or whatever he said is great. It's fine. We all want him to get better. Of course. We all want him to do well. Um, but the issue is that like, he doesn't see the connection between saying I would beat my son if I, if I found out he was mm -hmm. gay to this actor actually getting beat in the street, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. And that's, and that's like, that's the disconnect. It's like, I don't even, I don't know Kevin Hart well enough to know if 
uh, he has made that connection or if he's unaware of the connection or if he just doesn't give a crap. You know what I mean? And I think the biggest difference between Kevin Hart and the email that you got last week is one i gotta say i didn't make this is maybe because i'm stupid but i didn't make the connection between you know who hamasaki and it it being racist i just thought of it as a turn of phrase almost like um when they say villantina like i just thought it was a a turn of phrase that you meant it in a way of like she sh- who shall not be named like a Voldemort situation right That's it was just that me. was my attempt at not saying Voldemort mm-hmm. right that was sort of how I took it right but the difference regardless of the intent the difference I think is that you know you said it and it was I think clearly a joke or clearly playful when Kevin Hart said it it was a tweet with no context no like and and that's not including his stand-up which was also problematic but the tweet in question was just like Mm -hmm. he was just feeling it and thought he needed to put that into the universe for whatever reason so it is very different uh, i think yeah yeah um did you want to yeah i'll do the next one oh okay or i thought you were going to add something no i just agree (laughs) i just like kevin hart's just like frustrating and um it Again, li- we, like, we, like we like fatigue. So yeah, we got this email a while ago. Like I told you, we've been holding on to them. Um, but yeah, just like stop, just stop, just like stop talking because you're just digging. Like she's like Marcy says, she's he's digging his heels in. Yeah, even further. But you know, like I've said before, people I love the taste he of their just, feet. Like chills for a while. Mm-hmm. I hope he just reflects and. Uh, just hangs yeah, back <laughs> exactly that's what you gotta do like you know i mean i feel like when you get your hand slapped for something that you've done you just kind of like pull back for a little bit i just you know? i can't help but think about the interaction that he has had with terry cruz for example where terry cruz is sort of this person that you you at least for me as a queer person i look at terry cruz and i'm like oh god i would never want to be around him i feel like he wouldn't like i'm scared of him because of his physical mm-hmm. like because he's physically muscular and he looks like um, I guess like a textbook bully in a way. Like he, I mean, he was on American Gladiator, right? Was he on no American idea. Gladiator? I mean, I could be wrong. I have a very distinct memory of him being either on that show or on a show like that, like a Saturday morning kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he is like the textbook visual of like a manly man like Mm -hmm. heterosexual man or like the scary jock who's gonna throw you into your locker you Mm -hmm. know right um so from that perspective i i would be terrified of him but it's clear that terry terry cruz is um he's a an ally he's Mm -hmm. very clearly an ally and he's trying to help enlighten kevin hart and kevin hart's just like nope not getting it Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I just I can't imagine that Kevin Hart's life is completely cut off from anyone queer or anyone like we're everywhere. And like anywhere there's Mm -hmm. something cool, we're there. So like, I don't see how Kevin Hart can be completely just like broken off from that. But also because like he had this whole thing where he was like, I don't I don't want to be an ally. It's not important to me to be an ally. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but how, how can you say that and not like and not think about what that means to the queer people that are your fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to get back into the conversation anyway. about Kevin Hart, but like, 
It's just but the point I is, also, I think about it a lot. Not to drag it on for too much longer, but I also feel like um, a bit of it could be a direct response to, uh, I don't want to say internalized homophobia because I'm not insinuating that Kevin Hart is gay, but I look at someone like Kevin Hart, who isn't the the textbook visual definition of manliness and who tends to come across as a little bit effeminate himself. So I can't help think that part of all of this negativity that he puts out towards the queer community in some way has to do with maybe he got made fun of for being small and gay Mm. when he was growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like it feels Mm -hmm. like, like, like a coping thing to me. Right. Uh, And this is just, you know, me being Dr. Phil on my couch, but uh, (laughs) I have no proof, but it really does feel like that to me. That's a really good point. Especially, you know, we, we talked about a little bit about it on the Kevin Hart episode that he is, you know, he's short and most shorter men have a little bit of a, um, a Napoleon complex. Um, well, I mean, I, I think it's true. I, and I think that the, the jokes about his height have been used you know, like whenever he's part of a roast or something, it's like the first thing yeah, people go to emasculate for. him. Yeah. That's the, yeah. So, yeah. And it's not even just his height, even the way that, that he speaks and the way that he delivers some of his punchlines are mm. a little bit more effeminate. Mm-hmm. Um, Hmm. Uh, almost in the way that like I remember Will Smith on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air sort of like blurred that line with like having moments of being very feminine mm-hmm. uh, for oh, the sake yeah. of a joke yeah. uh, so I always get, I got that vibe from Kevin Hart not that either of them are gay but like that he has that quality to him so I can imagine him being made fun of for it and mm-hmm. this could be like the extreme like pushback against that that's like Probably, manifesting yeah. itself in a really ugly way yeah Oof. yeah well, let's talk about our next question. Yeah. So Leah wrote in uh, with the subject line heartburn. So this is a popular episode. Um, and uh, in the first part of her email, she talked a lot about the same things that Marcy wrote about and agreed with us about Kevin Hart. And then the second part of her email, she talked about um, Drag Race and how much uh, she was excited to see Lizzo as a drug. A drug? Ooh. A judge. She is a drug. She is a drug, though. (laughs) I'm just going to read it word for word because summarizing is not working today. So she goes, I love, love, love Lizzo and was so happy to see her as a judge on Drag Race last year. My ringtone is phone. You should see see the looks I get when my cell phone rings in public. Her new song, Juice, is fabulous and I've listened to it a hundred times. I love her lyrics and her music always puts a smile on my face. She just seems like an upbeat, positive person you want to be around. And I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I um I didn't want to include the part on Kevin Hart because I didn't want it to seem like we were just talking about Kevin Hart again. But um, <laughs> but um, I any opportunity to talk about mm-hmm. Lizzo is um just a good one. I yeah. think agreed. I have a question. Yes, in response to her question, or was it a question? It was just it was a, it was, it was a, a comment. Love, right? The question we have another um, question from her, but that oh, was okay. just a well. My only thing is the episode where Lizzo was the judge and she also one of the songs was a Lizzo song or she sang on it. I don't know if it was like her song, but it, she was singing. It was her song. Right? It was her song. It was okay. her song. It was her song, um, but only the one. Oh, wait, you're talking about, so you're talking about when she was a guest judge on season 10 and then when they recorded the songs for episode two of All Stars 4, where Lizzo was, uh, Lizzo had recorded the demo for the girls oh, to hear. 
that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there she you wasn't go. a judge on that episode, was she? No. no. Oh, which, yeah. that was sort of my thing. Is that like they mentioned that it was Lizzo, but like a, why didn't she do both songs? B, I feel like it should have been a bigger deal that it was Lizzo, right? Like it was yeah. sort of a, a throwaway comment. I felt, and I had to pause it and be like, wait, 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 wait. wait. They're just they're just casually lip syncing to Lizzo. Like mm-hmm. what? They're doing like, and when I say they, I mean her record label, like all of the people behind her. They're doing the worst job of promoting her because like she's put out amazing, amazing music over the past couple of years. And people just, I guess, don't either don't know about it or the the higher ups don't care enough or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, Go you're ahead. fine. I just I wanted to mention we were watching Lizzo because Lizzo recently made an appearance on the Ellen show and she mm-hmm. performed Juice. And while Juice is a great song, it's not her it's best. Probably not her best. Like, I think she should have been on there performing Worship, which is from her mm. EP. We never got a video for that song. Either. Right. That song's so, amazing. I just like to me, that is the empower like the um the the embodiment of like empowerment. That mm-hmm. song. So, um, Mm. and I'm mad as a fan, I'm mad that like more people don't know about her, that she does not have more money in her Mm -hmm. bank account. Like give her everything. Well, we give her our money because we just bought tickets to see her in May. We have them. Yes. By the time this comes out, we will have bought tickets, but I just realized I'm like, I pre-ordered the album. Oh God, I I hope I don't jinx it. Yeah. Well, we're definitely, I'm going to be there early. Well, let's pretend we have tickets. We have tickets. We have tickets. We have tickets. Oh, wow. Um, what were you going to say? No, I was going to agree and I was going to bring up the Ellen thing. I think that people are are now starting to hear about her more and more. I think she is getting, she's been getting attention the past couple of years, but like not like totally consumer facing, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Because her songs are in so many commercials. Yep. And they're like, like I hear her everywhere, mm-hmm. but the the difference is that like in those instances, even though you're hearing the song, you're not connecting yeah. who it is that's singing it. She's the direct TV voice. Is, she is really? it direct TV or AT and T? It's AT and T, but yeah, it, but it was the commercials for direct TV, and I guess they merged or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm convinced that that's her voice. Really? Like if you, if oh, you so watch, there's no proof. No, there's no proof. But if you watch the commercial, I'm like, that really sounds like Lizzo's voice every time. I'm sure it's now I'm not her. Have to pay attention. I'm sure it's not her. I'm sure it's like someone doing an impersonation of another actor who also sounds like Lizzo, but I don't know. Okay confusing i mean sometimes like big name actors will voice over things and i will recognize it but they won't mention it in the actual commercial like i remember um what's his name mcdreamy from Grey's anatomy uh dempsey yeah he did a he narrated a commercial but they like never showed him and never made any mention that he was the voice yeah and so yeah i mean it could it could be lizzo you, you know who's famous for that is the guy from um uh i think it's the no it's breaking bad the um not the main guy the other one the younger one yeah oh i don't remember he name, does a really? lot of yeah he does a lot of voiceovers for commercials and we're we're playing some um some trivia game where you had to guess who was doing the voiceover for that commercial and it was always I him. I play that game. I think it was You Don't Know Jack. Or maybe it wasn't You Don't Know Jack. That would be too obvious. Um, do you want to read the other half of Leah's Yeah, I'm question? just looking Are this up. Are you looking up. for... I am. Oh, people think it's also... That it might be Lena Waithe. So it hasn't been... Oh, it could oh. also be Lena Waithe. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, there's I no... I don't know. Lena Waithe apparently tweeted when asked with a sly grin. So who knows? Anyway, we don't know. 
But I like to think it's Lizzo because why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Leah also wrote in a second email about episode seven of Drag Race, and she writes. <clears throat> When Carson was giving his critique of the Black Hole Club, he clo- the closed captioning said it was very in keeping with a ratchet East Village feeling. However, the word ratchet was edited out of the of the um I guess of the of the episode of maybe? the broadcast. Yeah, being Canadian, I don't hear that word. Is it an insult? Please enlighten me. I didn't even hear this that yeah, I can I didn't remember. Catch it either, I didn't either. But but I guess well, wasn't, if her closed captioning said that, but it wasn't. I don't know. I feel like I have to go back. But anyway, uh, Robert did some research. Some quick research. Um, I looked up the word and the Wikipedia page says that ratchet is a slang term in hip hop that is that in its origins or it's in its original sense. Wow. uh, Referred to an uncouth woman and is a Louisianan regiolect, which is a regional dialect or slang version of the word wretched. The term has since been extended to have broader meanings and connotations and is no longer strictly bound by race or gender. Um, I just thought it was interesting because I don't I hear that word, but I don't use it because I associate it with the word ghetto and Mm -hmm. I don't use that word either. So I'm just like, we're done here. Yeah, I mean, I had I had heard it in um, in, I guess, I don't want to say positive, but like not negative connotations right. like like you know self-proclaimed like ratchet you know whatever um so i have heard it in in instances where it's not negative however yeah. now when i think about it i remember on season eight when uh michelle called bob ratchet drag yep or that he was wearing ratchet drag but he really wasn't right um and so i was like uh maybe maybe this word is morphing into something not so not so great right my my understanding of it is that it's like the new ghetto like now that people are like don't say that anymore that Mm -hmm. they've replaced it those same people who would use that word are now using ratchet that's my estimation of it but um yeah that's like i forgot about that uh Mm -hmm. that and then the thing that happened with Derek barry on the following episode where she was like oh if i need you to help me do ratchet drag right and i and i think that he might have just been quoting michelle actually because it was like right after the elimination they were still de-dragging yeah from from the the deliberation or whatever oh he absolutely was but it was not a good look on either one of them like no no um yeah so uh, oh, and the last thing she has in here is she was wondering why Trinity was so <laughs> giggly during her uh, during the judges' critiques. Mm-hmm. I think that the editors of the show have finally realized that Trinity has this really charming laugh. That I can 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 any of you do an impression of it? No, it's it's like a weird. <laughs> No, it's not, it's not even like that because really it's like impression. it's just it's so fun. I love it. Like I want that as my text tone. Yeah, it's. I mean, we didn't realize how much it was like. I feel like maybe she's laughed before, but they haven't like <laughs> included it because like you're not going to yeah. tell me this just came out of nowhere because it's so like they obviously like it. It sounds like it's like they isolate just her giggling. Yeah, and it's like all right, let's she giggled at this point. Let's 
put her aud- you know the audio from her mic in but nobody else's because it's so loud it's interesting because valentina also has like a little bit of a gregarious laugh and they don't ever pay attention to it like Mm-mm. it's only been in like one or two episodes and it's literally a snippet of the laugh because you can hear it like where it chops in the middle of it mm. it's like why would you do that her laugh is like kind of annoying but it's yeah, still I like mean, unique to editors- her personality the editors might have just been having a little fun, almost in the same way of like uh, on season two with uh, Tatiana. And she was just like, thank you. Oh, my God. Thank oh, you. You know what I mean? Like, I feel you. like they had fun with it. So mm-hmm. maybe this was they just like they snuck it in there because you got to remember these these folks are watching hours and hours and hours of footage. Can you imagine so, stuff they see that never. I cannot. Like all the, all the like <laughs> real storylines that they know about. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I have no idea. What were those compilations that they would release for the real world? Do you remember that? It was like the real world uncensored. Yes, they need I to do that. I remember those. Oh yeah. my god, that would be incredible. I had oh, the yeah. one for New Orleans because I loved like New Orleans was when I fell in love with the real world. Like, yes, it was so. It was such a good. New season. Orleans was good. I remember um, really liking Boston. Chicago was great. I think that's the only Chicago. season I saw. But Seattle. Mm. I didn't watch Seattle. I wasn't watching yet. Hawaii. I didn't watch Hawaii either. And I'm like Hawaii with Tech and Ruthie. No, I didn't. (gasps) Or did that was one of my faves. Because I I know who Tech and Ruthie are, but I think maybe they were on. uh, They were on Real World Road. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. I love. Do they still have Real World? They, they have... still have real world, I believe, but they don't. They have not had road rules in a really long time. Hmm. Yeah, road rules ended uh, very early on. Um, do we want to take a break yeah. and then get to that question? Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's do that. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back and it's time for another listener letter. So our next listener letter comes from Jason with the subject Boy Erased. And Jason writes, Hello, lovelies. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. I was wondering if y'all had listened to the Unerased podcast that was released alongside the Boy Erased movie. My partner and I saw the movie and were underwhelmed, but I listened to the podcast and was weirdly triggered. Won't go into many details, but would be interested in hearing your thoughts if you have time to listen to it. Anyways, excited to uh, continue listening in 2019. Keep up your important work. Cheers, Dr. L. Thank you, Thank Dr. You. L. Um, so we held on to this again for a while because we had not seen Boy Erased, but we recently watched Boy Erased. Yes. And then I listened to the Unerased podcast, um, which was very interesting, I think. Um, What'd you find out? Well, basically, so Boy Erased, if, if you haven't, um watched it is based on a memoir that was written um by a man who went through conversion therapy when he was a teenager 
Um, and then to, I'm not sure if it was like to promote the, the movie or just to kind of provide m- more of the like undramatized background to this movie and the book. Um, they created a podcast called Unerased uh, that it takes about four episodes. Um, I I thought the movie was okay. I think that it, um, I, I did like the movie, but I, I, I also felt like it, it almost made it seem like like it was it was it was easy to get out if that makes sense yeah like just a phone call and like you know um well there was a little more that went into it than just the well phone yeah call. no no but of course but he it's just to, like, like he had to lock himself in a room it was this in order in- to make the phone call i always thought of oh. gay conversion therapy yeah. as like you going away to a camp whereas here it was kind of a for some of them it was almost like outpatient you know like you were done at right. five o'clock and then like you go to the hotel you know where your parent was with you for like i don't know how many months or whatever right um i mean i i i, I did think that it was very good but i think i don't know it's kind of like it, it. There were some parts that just seemed a little too convenient, but I also read that those are very different from the book itself. So, mm. you know, there's different iterations. And in terms of the podcast, I thought it was really interesting because they they start out talking to the the writer of the book um, and how all that came about in his personal experiences. Then there's an episode um, about this group of women called the Mama Bears who are women kind of all all over the country who are um, LGBTQIA supporters and basically make themselves available to play stand-in parents at queer weddings. So that like, you know, because a lot of, you know, a a lot of queer people, unfortunately, have been kind of abandoned by their families and their parents. And on this special day, they don't, you know, have, I I, I guess, like a, a, a parental figure to give them away or to just kind of be there in support and so these women essentially make themselves available to to do this wasn't there a hollywood actress who recently made herself of like her services available for that maybe i don't remember i want to say that was there i want to say it was like gina davis or um no i wouldn't remember kathy bates I feel like it was why when you I don't remember the instance, but when you said that, I I thought of the actress that starred in that movie where she played a trans woman. Felicity, Felicity Huffman. Huffman. I don't know why her, her brain pops up. I don't I don't know if it's actually true, but that's that's what popped up for me. Um, Let's see. Who was that? Well, hmm. um, I haven't seen Boy Erased, um, but uh i recently i'm gonna give a friend of mine a little bit of a shout out but uh i recently saw um a piece and read the script to a musical called x gay the musical that a friend of mine wrote uh my friend jp wrote this based off of his experience mm-hmm. going to conversion therapy and it like broke my heart it was like Oh my God. It, oh, it, it was, it's just crazy. It's yeah. absolutely insane. But it was beautifully written and the music was gorgeous. And mm-hmm. if anybody has a chance to go see it, you should. It'd be amazing. Absolutely. And, um, I, and I just want to say, um, we watched The Miseducation of Cameron Post before watching mm-hmm. Boy Erased because we'd heard that um, that the two movies were were fairly similar, but there was more, um, there was better representation because like it seemed like everyone was white in Boy Erased. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of the stuff that, like I feel like they don't talk enough about um, queer people or the, these people who are in conversion camps 
trying to trying to mutilate or cut off their genitals. There's not enough what? conversation about that. Yeah, that that's one of like obviously suicide is a reaction to the treatment mm-hmm. from these places, but also you know straight up genital mutilation is something like that. It's not talked yeah. about, and it's something that is explored in because. Because the they, they don't Post. they don't address gender dysphoria at right. these camps. Right. It's all about, you know, it, it's it's very I mean, obviously, wow. right? It's very binary. So it's like you're you know, you're a woman, you like men. It, there, there's no like, oh, maybe you could be trans or non-binary or, you know, like whatever your your true gender is. That, that's not, ex, you know, explore because I mean let's be honest this this already is kind of lazy what they do you know what i mean it's just like oh absolutely it's very um like like in in boy erase the whole concept for this camp was based on the 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 people who founded it um basically looking at um drug treatment programs in their own town Hmm. and basically turning oh that was the other interesting thing about the podcast was that they talked about um how how you know how this was found like this particular um gay conversion center was was founded and the principles and all of that and and it was essentially modeled on like the 12-step program um right because they figured you know well let's uh let's like switch it up and like make you know homosexuality uh like essentially turn it in uh have it be viewed as an addiction so right. how do you break an addiction? Right. And and a and a big thing, one of the things discussed on the first episode of the podcast is how um the the author of the memoir when he left the conversion uh treatment center, uh he took he just happened to take the rule book with him mm-hmm. and him and that had never happened because they weren't it, they they were uh they were being told not to discuss the treatment outside mm-hmm. of the, the the center and all that stuff. But him accidentally taking the rule book with him helped in like helped in shutting down a lot of these mm-hmm. treatment centers. Because yeah. I mean that was the because plot he point. had like a like a piece of proof. Basically. Well, but it's it's the binder that they're like given. It just it as helped, well. It helped with like I guess it helped with negotiating or figuring out how to how to shut these places mm-hmm. down because if you can figure out what they're doing inside, then yeah. you know mm-hmm. you can infiltrate. I guess one of the plot points know. was that like this binder that they were given, you know, with like all the rules and all this stuff and things that they had to do, like they couldn't show it to anybody, not even their parents. Right. And like you know, spoiler alert, but you know his mother Nicole Kidman in this case one night reads it and is like, oh no. No, no, no. Like, this is not, you know, and, and she was like, I had to read it. I had to find out what you guys were doing. Right. And that's how, you know, it kind of came about that it was like, yeah, this is not what we like. No. Mm-mm. Right. Um, and then one of the episodes, if I'm not mistaken, is with um, is an interview with the man who ran that like the 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 leader at that camp yeah and that was fascinating Hmm. as well because he is now he's now married he's now married to a man and living as an out gay man Mm -hmm. i think in texas in texas yeah oh my god i have to listen to this yeah well if you're gonna be ex-gay you have to start out as gay to begin with so right oh my god that Mm -hmm. that sounds really interesting yeah wow it's wow, great. Wow. The episodes are like 30 to 40 minutes long. Um, I, I didn't find it personally triggering. But again, I I guess I've been fortunate enough to not have experienced these things. Yeah. Or, or you know, but 
I'm going to listen to them and then I'm going to see if, because a lot of the religious elements of the, in the movie triggered me. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was something like that. Mm. Um, so Daniel wasn't raised religious, so yeah. I'm. Well, right. and, and, and the thing is, you know, because the movie's trying to depict the actual conversion, whereas therapy, whereas the, the podcast that was released alongside it is is basically um, talking about like the history of gay conversion and things like that. So it's not um, as if you're like immersed in the environment of the movie. It's very clear that this is an exploration of of the things to, like that the movie covered. It's a little more documentary style. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But I I would imagine that you know if you had at any point in your life even not gone to conversion therapy but had family members or friends or you know whatever treating you in in a way where like they forced you to feel like you should just convert in order to not be abnormal you know Mm -hmm. um that that would be triggering because i know i would i would have been yeah so but it's i I think it's actually the podcast anyway i think in many ways is kind of more important than the movie Hmm. um because of what's documented and i feel like the podcast can live completely separate from Mm -hmm. the movie because they Mm -hmm. discuss everything that happens in the movie on the podcast from like uh this happened in real life perspective Mm -hmm. as opposed to so i should yeah watch the movie first no no, you I would. To, I would you listen. Definitely, to, don't you don't. You do actually that. don't have to watch the movie at all. But I think that the if the, you're gonna watch is interesting. If you're gonna watch a movie, watch the Miseducation mm-hmm. of Cameron Post. That was the Miseducation of Cameron, Cameron Post. Post. Cameron Post. Okay, is yes. that on on demand or something? I think it's on Netflix, isn't it? No, it is. No, oh. I don't think so. Hulu, Amazon. Um, I don't uh, look on iTunes, and then okay. I think if it's somewhere else, iTunes will tell you, like yeah, on your okay. Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to go to our last question? Yeah. Which is <gasps> relationship based. Let's oh my God, I was and waiting for a little bit of mess. This is a juicy one. Well, yes. not juicy, but I think it's very interesting because this is a, a very real world issue. It's layered. Um, <sighs> so the listener who wrote in this question asked not to be uh, identified. Mm-hmm. So I have given the listener the, the fake name Astro. So Astro writes, uh, and I guess Astro had some issues sending this email because the first line is, Jesus, gross. My email program is messy. Please forgive me. Again, please don't use my name. Okay, great. We did that. <laughs> so Astro separated the email into confidential shit yeah. and not confidential shit, right. which was incredibly helpful. I, I, I think that this was an amazing just... Wait, but I how am I going to know? Because we only put the... We're only reading the the, the non-confidential so shit. So I created summaries of all the confidential moments without any signifiers or mm-hmm. anything. So it's just like Got the it. basic stuff you need to take away from mm-hmm. it. Um, so Astro has been dating someone for over a year and um, him and his boyfriend have uh, a little bit of an age difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's going to be relevant, but I figured I'd mention it now since. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So long story longer, I went to visit. He went to visit his boyfriend uh, tonight, which was whenever he sent this email. Uh, this has been an ongoing theme since we started dating. His health is fucking filthy. Initially, it was because his roommates had a cat, and fair enough. Cat hair do what cat hair want to do. The roommates moved out, and he went ham and vacuumed the shit out of everything because he's allergic to cats, as am I. And once the cat left, he was able to exercise the demons. That was a couple of weeks ago, right? I went back today, still filthy. I get 
that different people will have different comfort levels with cleanliness. If I have more than a cup in my sink and my floor hasn't been vacuumed in 12 hours, I feel like my studio, 200 square feet, is a crack den. When you live in a small space, anytime anything is out of place, it looks filthy. But he's got a two-bedroom house that he lives in, and I get it. You have roommates, you have work, you have shit going on. Not everyone can keep things to my freakishly level, freakish level of tidy. I love this listener. I mean, like are, this is me. This paragraph is me. Daniel's language, Astro. As I sit here and see two glasses on the counter in the kitchen, I'm reminded of the fact that it'll all be better once I empty the dishwasher. <laughs> and they can go in. No, seriously. Like if we go to bed at night and there's like a casserole dish like soaking in the sink. Oh my God. I have to talk him off the I'm, ledge I'm like, well, time. I'm going to empty. No. Um, yeah. I can't handle it. Like... Uh. <laughs> the so he continues the bathroom has piles of hair all over the place the tub looks like it's got comfortable with colonies of grime oh the just no. the, the poetry in that sentence yeah. um <laughs> they have a dishwasher but there's constantly dirty dishes in the sink nope. what the fuck see no nope. i went over today and the place smelled dirty i smoke in my apartment when i have visitors come over i go out over every surface with those lysol wipes give the floor a thorough vacuum scrub down every other hard surface with bleach and air it out for a bit i literally never had someone come over and say that they can tell i smoke in my apartment and i've got friends with asthma okay i mean Trucci, should- i sent this email <laughs> You do not smoke in your apartment. But like with bleach and all, like, this is me. That's I sound like see, I'm Astro, guys. You could, you could also just smoke outside. This is my other boyfriend I don't tell and, you about. And, and your life would be a lot easier. You'd mm-hmm. still be cleanly, but your life would be easier. But Astro's okay. got it on lock. He knows. Yes. Okay. My question is, how do I tell my boyfriend that I want to visit him, but his home makes my skin crawl because of how dirty it is? And then he provides a little bit more confidential shit, um, which the summary is that his boyfriend is going through a lot in his personal life right now. And that Astro uh, doesn't really have the space in his home because, Mm -hmm. as we just mentioned, his home is small, um, that his boyfriend does in his home. Um, and he finishes the email by saying, I trust you two to guide me in the right direction because you have, you two have been together for a long time. You fight, but you still love each other. You shade, but you still love each other. And the thing is, I can't ask my parents because they assume heteronormative bullshit, which means that they're clueless about how gay men can navigate their relationships. I feel like having a community of other gays is the only way I can reach out and get advice on real shit that I'm and possibly others go through i love your hair i hope you win astro ah, my new favorite send off <laughs> right there wait i have questions before yes. we jump into it yes please you said that there was a little bit of an age difference which way who is older and who is younger astro's older yes astro's older, astro's older. Mm-hmm. okay that's number one By quite a bit okay okay um and how do we know how old the boyfriend is yes the boyfriend's in his 20s i think Okay, okay, all right. Good to know, mm-hmm. good to know. Um, okay, do you guys want to start? Um, let's see. <sighs> so my thing is, because I, I... Now I feel like I have to give you context on me. Um, <laughs> I am trying to go into 2019 not holding anything in. So obviously, without any of this other information, if you had just sent me this question all on its own, I would say just be honest with him Mm -hmm. and say 
basically what you've said in this email. I think if mm-hmm. after you've explained all of this stuff, um, and I think we got a follow-up email from Astro mm-hmm. saying that to him, like it, he can't relax in his home unless, um, like he can't relax period unless he is in a clean space. And so that's why he creates a clean environment for himself. Mm-hmm. And that to him is his level of relaxation. And I would say to you, if that's how if that's your level of relaxation, you need to find someone who is at their core on the same level that you are in terms of cleanliness. Otherwise, it's going to be a battle. Yeah. And with that, I turn it over to Daniel because he has more experience in that department than I do. <clears throat> Astro, Astro and I have so much in common. It's kind of scary. Because the thing is that I take cleanliness to, like I am not like perfect perfect um even though i don't like to yeah you do do some weird stuff sometimes that i'm like that doesn't seem too cleanly but okay with what i can't think of anything right now but there washing are... chicken no because i stopped doing that after i read that article there are some what things article? like you're not supposed to wash your chicken you know how, like i grew up like being told you have to rinse all your meats before like you could like you r- rinse them all in the sink yeah. And then pat them dry. But apparently you're not supposed to rinse your meat. <laughs> well, you're not because, supposed to rinse chicken. Yeah, in particular. So well, now I don't rinse anything. I don't anything. think I've ever rinsed anything else before cooking it. Like any other Why meat. not? Because it like will spread the germs that are on the surface of the of the meat. I mean, I still don't know how I feel about that because it's not like I'm taking the like chicken and like rubbing it all over the surfaces. Like it's in the sink. And then I clean the sink with bleach after I'm done. But anyway. I would well. say that if you're gonna try and clean your chicken just use lemon juice Mm -hmm. like rub it with lemon juice instead of running it underwater because it's not it's not actual like dirty stuff on the chicken it's like enzymes and stuff that are in the meat that make the the skin feel like you know because we're we're conditioned to like think that like that 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 slimy stuff is like gross and like caca but it's just that's just chicken juice okay let's get back to anyway back to the email so i understand astro um (laughs) I I honestly would tell like you're it seems to me like you're spending a considerable amount of your time there or not based on the situation, but that you would like to because you really like this person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like being in a relationship for almost a year or a little over a year with somebody who is significantly younger than you presents enough issues in and of themselves. And I don't know if this kind of um allergy to cleanliness has something to do with age or whatever it is but that doesn't matter because if if you're committed to staying with this person then you need to sit down with him and say listen i love you but your house is disgusting like i and and i it will lead to a fight because shit like this leads to a fight and lord knows robert and i one of our biggest fights when we first moved in together was about cleaning the floor and that's when we bought a vacuum because robert does not like using a broom so we bought a vacuum and then it fixed everything i don't know that i don't like using a broom i feel like it's not as effective as a vacuum it wasn't the broom it was mopping the floor we got the steam cleaner it was something like that okay it had to do with like a tool to clean with i will say that as the messy one in the relationship when i lived with roommates i was less concerned with cleanliness because i understood Mm -hmm. that it was a losing battle that i could clean all day and all night and one of my roommates would come out make a mess and not clean it up and i was like well yeah not my problem but now that i I live mm -hmm. in an apartment where it's just me and my husband living here i'm more interested in cleanliness so don't take this as an example of just who he is no but also the roommates are not there anymore no the roommate with the cat moved out 
It's not that the roommates are gone. There was a roommate with a, with a pet, and that roommate moved out. I'm sure that there are new roommates. David, do you well, have any insights? Hold on. I do, because I feel like no, It just says I the roommates been... moved out. It doesn't say about roommates moving back in. Roommates. So it's just him now. Okay. David, well, give it to me. I, have, I feel like <laughs> I am in the unique position of having been the messy one okay. and then being the clean one. Okay. Because when before uh, Pissy and I moved in together, um, I was very messy. I okay. was, it was, it was just a mess. And that was partly because I was in a situation where I knew that I wasn't going to like stay there much longer and there wasn't a whole lot of room to put shit and like everything was just kind of all over the place. So I didn't care. It was temporary anyway. So I will say that, especially if your boyfriend is going through a bunch of stuff that he might be in that mindset as well, where he's just like, whatever, I just, I can't deal with this right now. So mm-hmm. it doesn't right. matter. Um, the other thing is that, uh, funny enough, after we moved in together and maybe like six months later and we started doing keto, that I noticed that I very suddenly became a neat freak. Like, not quite Daniel level, <laughs> but I needed everything in its place. I needed all the dishes to be in the dishwasher and not in the sink. I needed, uh, if you were going to use a cup, you better put a coaster down. If you were going to like, uh, you know, sit in front of the TV to eat dinner, you better put that plate away when you're done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everything needed its place and not even just like dirty things, even just things to be organized. Mm-hmm. Like when, when Pissy was working on a wig, like you better put that back into the office when you finish and don't leave it out here when guests come over, like right. all kinds of stuff. And it's because I think upon reflection later is that like, um, at that time, up until that point I had been using food to like make myself feel better when I was very stressed. Right. Mm. And I was working on my thesis and trying to finish grad school, drag school, grad school. (laughs) Um, And I was under like crazy amounts of stress on top of, on top of working a full-time job and everything. And I think I used cleaning as a way to like have some kind of sense of control. Mm -hmm. Cause like, Lord knows I didn't have time to be worrying about the dishes in the sink mm-hmm. when I had, a, you know, 20 pages left to write on this thesis. Right. But I needed it to feel like I can control something that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and because Astro talks about cleanliness, cleanliness and his level of cleanliness at such a high level. And because maybe because there's an age difference where Astro's a little older, I could see some of his neuroses coming from like a needing a sense of control almost. Yeah. Um, that being said, it doesn't mean that your boyfriend's not messy and dirty. Right. Uh, yeah. he could, both can be true. You know what I mean? You could need a sense of control and your boyfriend could be messy. Mm-hmm. But my thing is that like, if you know, you're not going to change anytime soon and this is your boyfriend, which, you know, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm dating somebody and they're my boyfriend, the the hope is that you will be together for a long time. Otherwise, why are you wasting your time? Mm-hmm. That means you the the hope is to one day move in together, and that means the standard of cleanliness needs to be clear right mm-hmm. now yeah. before you move in together. So, well, like you guys said, I would just be super honest, and I would even. I'm petty, so <laughs> I could see me being like, well, I'm not coming over because it's not clean, so you can come mm-hmm. here. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and I, I agree with you because I think the whole, like, I, I think Astro needs to just, 
Okay, so if your boyfriend is going through things right now and he can't, like, focus on this stuff, and I hate that I'm even saying this because I don't think that this is a solution to things, which is, like, teaching others how to find solace and calm through being clean. And this is not a Marie Kondo thing. This is something I've always believed. Cleaning calms me down so quickly because it's, like, it's a regimented thing. You know it has an end, like... And at the end, you will have a result. I feel like Astro finds like comfort in that as well. From because like w- like we don't live in a studio, but we live in an apartment where kind of anywhere you are, you can see almost everything. Right. And so like like right now, like I said, I can see two cups over there, and they're not driving me crazy. But it's just an example. Um, I think that um, Astro needs to basically reestablish some sort of control and say well you know what i think that we should hang out at my place because like if you're if you're both in this relationship and you're living in different places like why not maybe you're more comfortable in your studio and like you can cook and like whatever and maybe him seeing how clean your studio apartment is will like rub off a little bit Hmm. you know and not even just how clean the studio is but seeing you clean up the dish mm-hmm. right after dinner's over and yeah. seeing you put that coaster down or more like hey let's clean up let's clean up together yeah that's also yeah. the other thing like if you're both because i will tell you somebody who like i would put you in the dishwasher if i could <laughs> you know if you're sitting around long enough like if if you're the only one getting up and cleaning and kind of making the decision to do that which i do often it i, I would assume that like it could breed resentment but since Robert and I talk about everything, I'm like, you know what? I don't like that I get up and clean all the time. Like, I think you should join yeah. in. And, like, we're cleaning different things at the same time. So it's not like one person is, like, sitting with their hands down their pants watching TV like Ted Bundy. And, like, <laughs> not that Robert does that. That was just the reference in my head. But, you know, it 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 it, it, it also touching on what Astra said about, you know, his parents being very heteronormative is that it's like. I, I, you know, it's like, oh, okay, you know, like the little ladies getting up and like cleaning up after dinner and like doing all the washing up and like, you know, that's how I think it can be seen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's in, invest a little time in reestablishing dominance in terms of like where you hang out, have him clean up with you at your apartment, and then you know if if um I would I would bring it up you know once he's kind of through whatever he's going through or or maybe not you know just say hey like we've been going out this long I really like you or love you whatever you know if you're at that stage and just say but you know what like this bugs me because like if you let it go on longer you're going to con- like resentment's going to set in and once resentment's there you can't get rid of it no matter how petty it is I think. Yeah, I think it's I think resentment is just uh the first step to anything bad. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know if I would say that it would establish dominance, but I think it would establish like it would show like what you will and will not tolerate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And not even in a domineering kind of way, but just to, like well, your apartment's not clean, so you can come here or, you know, I'll just see you tomorrow, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just sort of like, like, this is this is what I need from you. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want. And, you know, and I think I think I as long as you're open to sort of like working with whatever his level of cleanliness is, you know what I mean? Because you also don't want to be a jerk. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But there are times when when you just got to let it go. Like right now, 
I'm in the middle of doing product photography. So my equipment is everywhere. And Pissy's in the middle of sewing two dresses. So they're sewing stuff everywhere. Uh, and we just finished dinner. So there's also plates. So like mm. our apartment, which is also not that big, is like, it looks like a gigantic mess. Um, but I got to be okay with that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not finished with what I'm doing. He's not finished with what he's doing. So, you know, when it's done, we'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is room for a compromise. But I, I think you being honest with what you want is better than, like, not saying anything and then just exploding. Yeah. Right. And, you know. Yeah. Right. Because keep in mind, should you two move in together at some point? Ooh. You don't want it. I mean, on his end, I don't think it's really fair for it to be a surprise that you expect, you know, this level of cleanliness. But also uh, for you, since you have a hard time, like you want to come home to a sanctuary, essentially. And if you can't get yourself to that place without it being spotless, he needs to know that. Mm -hmm. And he should find a way to respect that. And I don't think... I also don't think that you living in a studio apartment and not having a lot of space is enough reason for him to not like him not coming over because you don't have a lot of space or something like that. That's like not a good enough reason for him not to come over because yeah, I'm actually curious about that comment because I, yeah. I don't remember if Astro meant it as a reason why he is not asking the boyfriend to come over or if that is a reason the boyfriend says he doesn't want to come over. It seems to me like Astro is saying that it's more comfortable for them to be in his boyfriend's space because there's more room. Um, There wasn't any like insinuation that the boyfriend didn't want to come over because of the size of his apartment. But I think... I mean, that makes it sound like it's know. Astro that is not inviting him over. And that makes gives me a head tilt <laughs> because it's like, oh, is is do you not want him to mess up your place? Because- no, it, I mean, in, in the confidential sections, that's definitely not what Astro talked about. It's that, you know, basically the boyfriend's like, hey, I have more space. Like, mm. you know, oh, okay. but honestly, not for nothing. If it were me, it's like mm, studio apartment where it was just the two of us and we could like chill or an apartment with roommates. It's like, well, I'd rather go where it's like roommates and mess and mess. Yes. And mess. I mean, and, and, and now there's no roommates, but there's right. still mess. Right. And the excuse before was roommates. I mean, I agree. And I, and I'm a little more aggressive about these things and probably not the most tactful, but um, I would say use your your judgment in how to approach this, but I think that it does need to be dealt with, and it needs to be dealt with soon. Like some sort of conversation has to be had. I, I think. I also think it's an important lesson to keep in mind. Like if you're not sharing the time, like him coming to your place, you going to his place. Mm-hmm. I think that is a sign of something as well. I don't know if that has to do with me being a fan of Sex in the City. And Carrie having that argument with Big about how they never go to her place. But um, I think it's important because it, it's it's um, I think it's an important lesson in compromising. Yeah. So um, keep that in mind, too. Yeah. Um, well, with that, that's the end of our mailbag episode. Mm. How, how did you um, how, how do you feel, David, now that you've given so much advice? You know, I think um, I think we helped a lot of people today, and I think we saved a lot of lives. So <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> What's the uh, Ayanla? Ayanla saves your life. What's the name of her her show? I think, oh, Ayanla, fix my life. Fix my life. Oh, but it's it, her name's not in it. 
I think Ayanla, Ayanla fix, fix, my fix my life. So it's here, Ayon, fix my life. Yep. <laughs> I think that'd be great. That's sitting with your I new agree. podcast. Yeah. There you go. Oh my God, that'd be wonderful. <gasps> and you could have your mom on. Oh my God. Uh, my... Oh, <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. You and your mom should start a <laughs> podcast there. <laughs> All of her answers to people's questions, whether it's like about Kevin Hart or whether it's about Astro's boyfriend, she'd be like, well, are you drinking water? <laughs> How much water did you drink today? Was you, <laughs> Julia, if you're listening to this, I drank water the entire episode. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Your mother is a treasure. Your your mom is just too much. Yes. She's great. Um, well, David, thank you for doing this with us. Yes. We're so sorry we um, we kept this from you for so long, but um, I hope you can forgive us. Mm-hmm. This is more than made up for it. Thank you, guys. We saved all our messages for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so why don't you tell listeners where they can find you on social media, what you've got going on, where you're exhibiting, all sorts um, of stuff. Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at David Ayon, D-A-V-I-D-A-Y-L-L-O-N, or you can go to uh, DavidIon.com, which also has links to my Instagram and my Facebook page and my Dribble page and whatever, everything else. Um I will be showing my work this month in New Jersey, first at Drew University on the 19th uh, at 6 p.m. At, uh, at the is it Special Collections. Just look it up on the website. And, um, <laughs> and then on February 23rd at Illustrated Beauty in Somerville at 8 p.m. And I hope to see a bunch of people there. Perfect. Well, we're Grizzly Kiki on everything that means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so be sure to follow us there. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com, and maybe we'll read them on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Mm. So until next time, bye! bye.